Welcome in week eight South Lot Football Guys podcast. Uh, victorious uh, episode. We're coming in here feeling uh, pretty good. It's a uh, it's an episode where we're coming off of a uh, podcast parlay win. Uh, we're, vibes are good, guys. Long time coming. We, yeah. we we had we talked last week about how we had some bad beats and. Yeah, none of those were particularly close either. It was just straight wins. It was all just a bunch of minor setbacks for a major comeback. Um, yeah, yeah, we're flush now, so we're ready. We're ready to make our run. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're getting yeah, primed we're, we're, up yeah. for the end of the season where we usually just peak. Yeah, we're probably ahead of schedule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Typically, we don't hit one of these till like week ten. So. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome in everybody again. Week eight uh, episode coming at you here. Uh, we'll get into all the games. Uh, but before we do that, let's get into uh, the Week 7 slate. All right, starting off with the lead pipe locks. Uh, Adam. Um, you went with Titans minus two and a half. Titans minus two. I was on the wrong page. Titans minus two and a half. Oh, that was too easy. Rabel's five and zero off the buy now. Yeah, so, yeah. got to remember that for next Great week. Great call. Yeah, got to remember that for sure. Yeah, Titans defense really handled business there. Got the big uh, pick six that kind of sealed it. Um, we got to bring in our QB corner. Uh, did Did you identify the body? Oh yeah, Matt Ryan is confirmed. Uh, yeah, we have we have a cause of death. Um, just uh, basically a limp throwing shoulder. It's it's over. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, he's toast, and we're not seeing him anymore. He was toast before he got toast. He was toast in Atlanta. <laughs> let's let's be honest. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that was uh, the last we're gonna see of Matt Ryan. So hope everybody. Uh, Made money off of those ridiculous Colts lines while we could. Um, but, uh, yeah, Sam Ellinger, uh, pride of Texas, uh, Jeep in the heart of Texas, is going to be starting for the Colts going forward. Um, Robbie, you had Jets, plus one in Denver. Yeah, that was a solid win by the Jets. Uh, you know, they're, they're a very underrated team. I think people are starting to catch on to them, though. But, um Couple major injuries. Yeah, um, they bad luck on bad that. luck. Brees Hall. Brees Hall and uh, starting right tackle, I believe. I can't remember his name, but uh, also out for the season. So that's uh, Acton. I think so. I'm gonna fact check that. I'll fact check that. But uh, yeah, uh, Jessa, they're they're starting out pretty well. That's not what you expect out of any New York team. Five and two. Uh, I don't know. New York is the new title town, maybe here. Yeah, Beckton is out for the year with an injury preseason, and uh, now George Fant placed on injured reserve. So they're they're running out of tackles. Same thing with Elijah Vera Tucker. So they're 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 a little bit of a mess on the injury front. Yeah, we'll see if the, they're going to be able to kind of overcome a lot of the uh, the injuries that they've had to face. But uh, yeah, you can't uh, can't complain with a five and two start though. Yeah, great call on the. Jets last week. Uh, not so great of a call. Texans plus seven. So I missed. 
this looked like a lock for about like two and a half quarters, and then Davis Mills showed why he was Davis Mills, uh, and it just imploded. Um, and yeah, so uh, Davis Mills just started throwing picks everywhere. It looked pretty bad in the second half of that game, and it all fell apart. But uh, yeah, yeah. Josh yeah. Jacobs going off too. Yeah, yeah. Texans that couldn't stop the help. run, couldn't get off the field. Uh, yeah, bad second half for the uh, Texans, but you know, live and learn. Yeah, but, that's unfortunate. Davis Mills just looked completely different that second half. It's it was the right idea. I can I, cer- I like. I can certainly relate call. to Vegas getting the best of uh, getting the best of somebody. So I get it. Um, as for the podcast parlay, we alluded to it, but um, we did hit on our, our three bets. So we had Seahawks plus five. Giants plus three, and the Titans minus two and a half. Yeah, so felt good to get that one out of the way. Um, we'll see if we can keep it rolling again this week. Um, Adam, we have an asshole of the week. Um, you know we're we're gonna wing it this week. Uh, we're going with two RW initial people. Uh, one, one doesn't play the sport of football, but you know I feel like both these guys mirror each other. In personality and just trash play this year and that's Russell Wilson and Russell Westbrook um, you know Russ isn't as corny as uh, Wilson is Westbrook but um, you know over the last two years I, I feel like they're they're both heading down the the path of just mediocrity and I don't know like those those are two superstars of our lifetimes that are just fading into oblivion and it's tough to see especially when both of them having as big as personalities as as they do two guys living in 2015 for sure um yeah westbrook is at least like comical and fun to watch because it's like it's just like the decision making is awful uh i'm loving this like broncos just horrible football I, I i enjoy watching it's like a comedy of errors too in the same in the same way russ throwing up you know i can only watch like Cortland sutton and melvin gordon mope on the sideline so much that that bronco team just feels like a mid uh 2010s like uh bears teams where defense is just solid and just carrying it and diva quarterbacks and then <laughs> what is going on with the offense coach it's, with no clue how to call offensive plays and time yeah. management yeah just a disaster uh yeah so uh there you have it a uh, couple assholes uh that, <laughs> that were a couple of russell assholes yeah the latest uh news on russell was or uh, russell wilson was uh on the flight to london uh, he was doing high knees in the aisle uh, on the way there, and uh, yeah, that would that would be about enough to make me lose it on somebody on a six-hour flight. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, yeah, at this point, was he holding the Seahawks back? We we have to ask that question right now, like with how good Geno's just slid into his role. He looks like Russell. He's I, playing just as well as he's done. Throughout yeah. his career, I saw something today that was like, if you if you just put Russell Wilson's name on Geno Smith's jersey, um, he would be talked up for uh, MVP right now. Yeah, uh, that's how good Geno's been. So you have to wonder, like, what the hell was going on in the last couple of years, and 
it sure seems like it was Russ's fault uh, because this Broncos offense can't do a damn thing. And um, the uh, elusiveness that was there four or five years ago just is gone. Um, I don't know. He had the ego still there. Though. The ego is just through the roof. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened to that guy. It, you thought future would have humbled him, but uh, <laughs> I guess not. Uh, terrible but, time to be a Broncos fan. Unbelievable time to be a Seahawks fan. Yeah, that trade is good. God, every every week it just looks worse and worse. Yeah, but uh, Seahawks dealing with uh, some injuries themselves that we'll we'll get into. Um, but uh, all right, well, uh, let's get into the Week Eight games then, and uh, we're starting it off with a, a a good one on Thursday Night Football. Uh, we've got the Baltimore Ravens heading into Tampa to take on the Bucks. Bucks are one and a half point underdogs in this one at home. Over under set at forty five. Uh, Bucks, of course, uh, had that brutal outing against the Panthers last week, uh, so they're looking to right the ship. No pun intended. Uh, so we'll see, but they've got a tough task ahead of them with the Ravens. Adam, why don't you start this one off? Yeah, this was this line jumped off to me off the bat. Um, I'm gonna go Bucks money line, and it's gonna be my lock of the week. But it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's Bucks. I think are la- they've lost their last three against the spread. Um, but they've played pretty good defenses. Uh, last four against the spread. I'm sorry, they, but they've played pretty good defenses. Um, you know, last three weeks or so. Uh, Ravens are not that good of a defense. I, I think it's just a really good matchup in general. Coming on a short week, um, home team, uh, prime time. You know that. They're playing for. I mean, right now they're they're still holding the division lead, uh, which is insane. But um, you know they got they got enough talent on that team to figure it out. And you know this is a good defensive matchup for them. Um, Ravens are, aren't that great at rushing a passer, and and it's not uh, up the middle. Um, it's usually on the ends, and you know their secondary, although it's been improving week by week, it's still uh, one of the worst units in the league and uh i think this bucks offense can get going uh against this ravens team on a short week um and on, on the other side I, I think this bucks defense you know that their secondary has been um sort of the strength they've been struggling up against the run so um you know I, I feel like they're gonna allow a lot of field goals this game but as long as they can keep lamar out of the end zone lamar and uh, mark andrews which you know, you throw Devin White on him, I think it's a good matchup. Um, you know, Lamar's going to have to play an amazing game for them, I think, to win this game in Tampa. Uh, I think you're going to see a bounce-back game for Brady and this passing attack. And, um, yeah, they, they got to right the ship eventually. And, you know, this Ravens team didn't look great at home. They barely barely beat the Browns in a in a divisional game. So, um, yeah, I, all for me, all signs are pointing towards Bucks And to get, to get them – uh, with with juice money line at home in a prime time matchup, uh, I'm on them all day. Yeah, I've, I I completely agree with what you're saying about this Ravens defense. Um, you know, I I think a lot looking at this line, like the one play I would be leaning is maybe the over, but I'm probably not going to take it. Um, I am siding on the Ravens right now. Um, Tampa, I. I their secondary's been good, but this last week and going into this Thursday game, they're pretty beat up. Uh, Carlton Davis, who's been looking really good as a number two corners out, 
Um, the guy behind him, Sean Murphy Bunting, he's out as well. And, uh, you know, Antoine Winfield at safety, he's out as well too. Um, and, you know, I was kind of – I thought Akeem Hicks was looking like he could be likely to play, but it sounds like he's pretty doubtful, so that's not good for the run game. So I can see points flying from both sides of the ball here. Uh, Ravens, you know, um, you know, in- injury-wise, Clayus Campbell's already out, um, which definitely is going to hurt that Ravens defense. So, you know, I, I think you could be onto something with the Buccaneers here. I'm not sure. I'm going to – I think the Ravens are the better team right now. Um just with all the injuries on both sides, it's it's a little tough. But I am going to lean Ravens. But you might really be onto something with the Bucks here. Yeah, I'm going to lean uh, Ravens as well. I I don't feel great about this one for me. It's just uh, you know what we've seen out of the Bucks the last few weeks, and when you factor in all the injuries that they're dealing with right now, I just think I got to see it uh, first before I can I can lay the chips down. Um, I do kind of like the over in this one because I think, um, you know, when you think about what the Bucks are really struggling with, it's it's a lot of uh, pass rush on the interior uh, in Brady's face, forcing them to get the ball out quick. Uh, and they've had a little bit of uh, a struggle running the ball. Um, but it's a favorable matchup in that respect, um, especially with Calais Campbell out. I don't see the Ravens being able to get a ton of great pressure uh, on Brady. And uh, I think... Uh, this could be a situation where the the Bucks, even with their kind of beat up offensive line, might be able to win up front and establish the run. Um, but as Robbie pointed out, you know, key key players in the secondary out for uh, the Buccaneers as well. It's it's a toss up for me. I think maybe I'll sprinkle something on the over, uh, but I think the spread I'll probably wind up staying away with. But um, I'll, I'll I'll lean the. Uh, I'll lean the Ravens for right now just because i, I got to see it first out of the Bucks before I can buy in. They've just looked uh, too bad lately. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just have a little bit of faith in, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of guys out in the secondary for the Bucks, but, um, you know, Lamar's passing game the last four weeks hasn't looked too good with some of the pieces out. Or, I mean, Andrews and Bateman have been playing the last, last week at least, and they're not 100%. Um, so I don't I don't know if Lamar capitalizes on that, but six six zero and one betting the spread with Ravens games. So hoping to extend the the unbeaten streak. All right. Well, we will see. Um, could be primetime Tom Brady too. So you know, he could be could be a big Bucks night. I'm hoping so. Yeah. My lock of the week. All right. Next up, guys, we've got uh, the London game. It's the Broncos taking on the Jags. Jags are two and a half point favorites. And this one over under is at 39, given the, what we've seen out of that Broncos offense lately. I think that sounds about right. Um, you know, Robbie, this one's all you. You're the travel expert here. Why don't you break down the uh, the London uh, matchup? Yeah, so, uh, well, if you – what Evan was talking about with Russell Wilson uh, <laughs> doing some high steps down there. Uh, and the plane, fl- <laughs> the flight over. Uh, Broncos are already there. They they left on Tuesday, um, so they're there right now. Uh, Jaguars are leaving. By the time you hear this, at earliest, this is would be Thursday night. Um, so they're they're arriving there on Friday. And you know, I I think that's a little advantage right there for the Broncos. Um, you know, two and a half points. Uh, I I like that. These both these 
teams I think could be in a low-scoring game right now. This Jags offense, uh, I, I, I think they're going to have troubles with this Broncos defense. This defense has been really good, and they're just not been getting any help from their offense um, to close out any games, really. And, you know, um, no, there, I heard a report earlier, too, that Bradley Chubb would be on the block if the Broncos lose this game. So this might be a big one for the coaching staff to try to make a push uh, to try to win this game right here um, because that would be a pretty big loss to that defense right there. So, um, you know, I'm I'm really liking the Broncos plus two and a half. Um, I could see them come out and win it. Uh, you know, that getting those couple extra days in London, that's going to give them – a little more time to adjust to the time zone um, and give a little bit of an advantage over the Jags. So I, I like the Broncos here. If Russell's healthy, um, he can be effective, um, but we'll see how that hamstring is. That's that's the one thing that I'm kind of nervous about. Can he? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Maybe. he can be. Um, Against this Jags secondary, this Jags secondary has been awful. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it last week, uh, previewing that Giants game, uh, how that – uh, Jags team has kind of struggled the last four or five weeks now. Um, that's still, I, I do think that, uh, you know, they do look a little bit better than I'd say the Broncos look right now. Um, for me, we just haven't seen any sort of uh, offense come out of this uh, this Broncos team. And it really doesn't matter who they're playing. Um, they're, they've been stagnant. Uh, for me, I, I like the Jags this week. Um, you know, I just think, with uh, with what I've seen out of Trevor Lawrence, and obviously now uh, with Robinson being dealt, uh, seems like more is going to fall on Etienne's shoulders. But he's looked good the last few weeks, so I think that's fine. Um, you know, I'm not thrilled about what I've seen out of this Jags defense, but I think if there's any sort of matchup for them to have kind of a get right uh, game as a unit, I think it's this one. So uh, I'll I'll put my faith in Trevor Lawrence in this one. I still think he's you know, making some good progress. I like what I'm seeing out of him. So um, give me the Jags, mess two and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel really good about the Jags. They're going to be a confident pick for me this week. Um, you know, I think I think it boils down to just how these two teams have looked to me. Um, you know, both these teams have the same record, two and five. Um, you know, but I, I thought, I think the Jets or the, the Jaguars are, They've played well enough in a lot of those matchups where a miss, you know, misplay, miscue here, uh, a couple, a couple bounces of the ball go the other way. They're, they're easily three and four, um, if not four and three. Um, they are having trouble closing out games, but offensively, I thought I, I'm, you know, Trevor Lawrence has looked okay, and in spots he's looked pretty good, and you know, ETN looked really good against the Giants. I. I think they're getting to, getting their, together on uh, on that side of the ball and defensively, you know, they're they're a work in progress. I think they might be able to get to the quarterback against a banged up um, Broncos O line, um, but I I I don't have any faith whatsoever in this Broncos uh, offense. Um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's. I I feel like he's on the version of losing that entire team. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the next head coach fired if this goes really badly and. You know, it's a lot to ask to have it bring a team all the way across the country, across an ocean, and play a football game uh, in a different different time slot. And you know, for a guy that seems to have no control over his team, uh, I, I'm I'd be surprised if they magically decide to turn up in in London and become, become the team that 
you know, we all thought that they might be in uh, before the season. So give me the team with uh, that's showing at least moderate upside on that side of the ball. I think they come to London and uh, get a win. We're in a place that you know they're going to be playing the next three years at least one game at. Yeah, you talk about the team maybe with the worst uh, on-field body language in the NFL right now. Uh, oh, it's, it's probably Broncos. the Broncos, and uh, can be indicative of the, uh, the overall kind of mood in the locker room. So yeah, I, I, you might be right, Adam. Hackett might have already uh, lost this team, which you know says a lot considering we're just uh, halfway into his first season. So um, we'll see. All right, next game up, guys. We've got the uh, Panthers taking on the Falcons. Falcons are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under set at 42. Um, I like the Falcons in this one. Um, you know, had a rough outing against the uh, the Bengals last week. Uh, it was the first game in which they were not able to cover a spread. Uh, Bengals were able to just jump up on them. Burrow played amazing in that one, and... Uh, you know, Falcons just couldn't keep up. But I, I think they'll get back on track here uh, against this uh, Panthers team. You know, I think uh, maybe uh, maybe with the coach being fired uh, and just kind of the overall state of uh, everything that's happening there, uh, maybe they were a little humbled and they came out fired up uh, last week. But um, I'm, just, I'm not so sure that that's going to continue on to the rest of the season. I still think on paper – they're one of the uh, the weaker units and, and clearly a, a rebuilding team. Um, and uh, it doesn't, you know, last week's outcome doesn't change anything from what I saw, you know, the six weeks prior on the Falcons. They've still looked like a, a much improved team. Um, and uh, we talked about, you know, in many ways how the Bears have been well coached. I think the Falcons uh, appear to be pretty well coached too. Uh, that said, uh, for me, I think the play I really like here is the over uh, 42, and I'm going to lock that up. But it's a lock! No! Um, yeah, I, I just think, um, you know, obviously saw some good things out of the Panthers running game last week. They were able to get going, um, which was, you know, a bit of a surprise out of that uh, that uh, Tampa defense, but... Um, you know, it's it's not like there aren't uh, there aren't some weapons on that side of the ball, and uh, I, I think the Panthers, especially against this Falcons team, which is you know a little suspect on defense if they have a weakness. Um, I, I think the Panthers could uh, put up a few points in this one, but uh, really the Falcons' offense has been the unit that's uh, you know really been able to move the ball well. Um, so I, I thought 42 seemed a bit low, and, and I think this game should go over. So um, I'm going to lock up the uh, over 42 in this one. I'm going to jump on that over just to kind of add to that um, because I really like that over too. Um, I think that's a good lock. Um, A.J. Terrell, one uh, bit Falcons uh, up-and-coming corners. Um, he, he's out for the season with a hamstring injury, uh, I believe, Maybe it was an ACL. I can't recall, but he, he's out for the season, which is a kind of big blow to this Falcon secondary. Um, but looking at this line of four and a half, I was actually kind of surprised because uh, I thought the Falcons had been playing really good football this year. Um, and this just seemed like kind of a recency bias from last week. Panthers upsetting the Buccaneers and the Falcons just getting destroyed by the Bengals. But um, I really like this Falcons minus four and a half here. I think they could easily take care of business against his Panthers team. P.J. Walker, you know, he, he was solid against the Buccaneers, but I, I think the Panthers just were able to take care or just able to jump on uh, 
struggling Buccaneers team, and um, I I'm not taking that. I'm I'm taking that with just a grain of salt, really. Um, this Falcons team has just been good at putting up points, and uh, it, I think if it if they're going to get in a boat race, I I don't think the Panthers are going to be able to keep up. So I, I I love the Falcons minus four and a half and this over too. Yeah, I mean if, if the Bucks lose and the Panthers win this, they're tied for first, which is just insane for a team that just traded away Christian McCaffrey. Uh I don't have a good feel for this game. Uh, I'm going to lean the Falcons just because, you know, I, I over the majority of the year I, they've they've been a team that has you know played played well. Um, still not passing the ball, but they they know their style and they they sort of stick to it. Um, against the Bengals, they, it, it got out of hand pretty early, and they're not the type of team to catch up play catch up on anybody. Um, but I, I doubt they're going to have to have to do that against the Panthers. Um, you know, the last two weeks uh, for the Panthers just can been complete 180s from each other. Uh, you know, they looked like a dumpster fire against the Rams and come back and whoop whoop on the Bucks. So uh, hard to know what to expect from this team. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you guys. I actually like the under on this game. Um, both teams really are going to want to run the ball. Um, I doubt they're going to want to have the ball in, in P.J. Walker's hand. Uh, it's too much, and with how good both Devontae Foreman and uh, Chuba Hubbard ran the ball last week, I think they're going to look to run the ball a lot, and uh, nobody runs the ball more than the Falcons. So, uh, you know, 42, I, I don't think that's too high of a line. I, 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 You know, I think this one might turn into a little bit of a defensive ground-and-pound ground matchup. All right, we'll see. Uh, next up, guys, we've got uh, – the Bears taking on the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are nine and a half point uh, favorites in this one. Uh, over under is at forty two and a half. Um, Bears, of course, coming off a big uh, Monday night uh, victory over the Patriots, and um, the Cowboys uh, in Dak's first game back uh, got a win last week. Uh, so they're um, you know still riding high and looking to improve on offense, but uh, still a team that's very much um, been uh, dominated by their defense. And so we'll see uh, if they're able to keep that going. But Adam, why don't you lead this one off? Yeah, this this one was another tough one for me. Um, I'm gonna take the Bears uh, with the nine and a half points. Um, you know, other than that Packers game, um, you know. Bears have played pretty well in these these matchups where they've been huge underdogs, um, surprisingly keeping it close. And I think they'll they'll be able to do the same here. Uh, I, I have I do not think they can go into Dallas and pull out a win. Um, I would have said the same thing last week, but uh, in this matchup, I I really don't think so. Um, they just traded today uh, Robert Quinn. Um, it's going to be a big loss for their defense. Although, you know, he he, he hasn't been. Uh, he hasn't been as dominant as he was last year. Um, Monday night was definitely his best game of the year. Um, but, yeah, I, I was very surprised and pleasantly surprised what I saw from the Bears' offense. Um, it seems like they did a lot of great work during the, the mini-bye week or the half-bye week. Um, you know, designed some exclusive rushing plays for Justin Fields, seemed to get him out of the pocket. Um, he looked a lot more comfortable. And it helped that the Patriots didn't really have that much of a pass rush. Um, that's not going to be the case here against the Cowboys. Uh, 
they're gonna they're they're really gonna force uh, Justin Fields' hand, and I, I expect a turnover two or three against this uh, this Bears offense. So uh, I think my my main main play here would actually be the over forty two and a half. Um, I think there's just gonna be a lot of turnovers in this game. I, I liked how the Bears' defense looked and forced uh, three interceptions against the Patriots. I think they can pick off Dak. Um, and I, I, the points might be flowing. Could see a pick six on either side. Um, I, I just think that number is a little too low. Uh, I think Dak, Dak can get it going on offense a little bit more as he gets comfortable, and both teams will definitely be able to run the ball. Uh, this is a game I'm probably staying off of right now. <laughs> I'm just going to lead off with that. Um, I'm going to lean on the side of the Bears. Um, at 42 and a half might be a pretty good number to me, but um, yeah, I liked what the Bears saw coming out of the bye, or not even a bye, it was just an extended week. Um, mini bye, a mini bye, yeah, the mini bye. Um, they, they were able to make a game plan and uh, pretty much made Bill Belichick look stupid. How did how does that ever happen? Um, but I, yeah, I, I'm gonna see it, it's gonna be kind of tough for the Bears to try to win it game in Dallas right here against this Cowboys team. I mean, this defense has been just so good. Um, I, I was kind of just also looking at, starting to look at, see what kind of teams have been coming out of halftime with good game plans. And, um, you know, both this Bears and Cowboys team, in the last three weeks they have not let up a single point in the third quarter. Um, which is a very interesting statistic. I'm not sure if I'm going to play anything in the second half for, because Bears, of that, Bears have only allowed one touchdown all year in the second half. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, they've been really good at making adjustments. Um, so, so um, you know, I, man, it, I, I don't know if this game, is, if I'd lean over or under in this, to be honest. Uh, I could see defense making – some big turnovers and getting some good ball position. Uh, but at the same time, I can see a lot of maybe even see a lot of three and outs and uh, short, short drives. Um, I can't really see either of these offenses really getting a whole lot going. So I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm just staying off of this one. Um, so Evan, what do you think? I'm going to take the Cowboys here. I think maybe, um, I mean, obviously, I think the the line is fair given these two teams. I just, um, you know, that Bears offense. I know, you know, they had a great showing on Monday night, but uh, you know, I I still have uh, the memories of how you know poor they've looked for the rest of the season in the back of my mind. And now, you know, they travel uh, into Dallas, tough place to play, where uh, they're pretty much going up against the league's best defense. Um, just doesn't seem like a good matchup to me. Uh, you know, good linebacker play on the Cowboys, uh, I think, can keep Fields in check. Um, if they're able to devise a game plan to keep Fields in the pocket, uh, I think it could be a long uh, day for him. Um, I just don't think it's a very good matchup at all for this Bears offense. And uh, on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, I think I think the, uh, the Bears defense will uh, hold its own against the Cowboys offense. Uh, Zeke... Uh, what it it's not looking like Zeke is gonna go right or he's he'll play he's playing no okay. he's unlikely to play he's he'll he's, play I, I'm telling I, I, I don't I, think so I, I, 
all the reports I'm dialed in, I'm, I'm dialed all the in on the Zeke. I'm seeing is that Zeke is not going to play. Is I will bet it. you straight up that he will not. He will play. I will. I will witness okay. it. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I, like I, I don't think Zeke's playing. Okay. I like it. I'm, I'm not sure it matters. To be I don't honest, know. Yeah. But I, he's playing. Probably not. Yeah. That probably won't matter a whole lot. Um, what was the one we had like two years ago where me, both me and Robbie told him it was Danny Jones, the Danny Dimes, right? Where yeah, you guys, he's like, he's not playing. He's out. <laughs> and like, he played. I, I locked up the Giants and I changed my lock. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to take Cowboys nine and a half here. I just think uh, Bears defense is going to be on the field a long time in this game, and I just think it catches up to him uh, at this point. Uh, I think they'll the Bears will struggle to score points and, and Cowboys will just wear them out. So uh, give me the Cowboys the nine and a half. Uh, next up, guys, we got the Cardinals taking on the Vikings. Uh, Vikings are at home for this one and they are three and a half point favorites. Over under is set at forty nine. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, this is this is another one I I looked at originally didn't didn't really jump out, but the more I, I dug into it, I, I really like the Cardinals here getting a three and a half points in Minnesota. Um, yeah, I think I think with the the, the mini buy as we're calling it, uh, you know, the week after the Thursday night matchup, uh, I I seemed like they got some things figured out on the defense the last couple of weeks. Uh, I know they gave up a lot of touchdown or a lot of a lot of points to the Saints, but Overall, I thought they played real well. Um, they scored two touchdowns themselves, and you know, I, I I really don't think this Vikings team has played that good a competition this year. They're sitting atop the NFC North, and I I really don't think they played anybody except for the Eagles. Um, you know, Bears gave them a run for their money at home, and I didn't think they particularly played that well in that game. I I just you know, I, I think there's a market correction coming here for the Vikings and this uh, Cardinals team. Uh, they they definitely looked a little bit more dynamic on offense with D Hop back. Um, yeah, I think they're they're a team that's hopefully trending in the right direction and uh, to be getting you know a full field goal plus in this matchup. Uh, I'm going to take them. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals as well here. Uh, I agree, Adam. I think this Vikings team is probably. Uh, one of the more definitely top three most overrated teams in the NFL, if not number one on that list for me. Um, as you mentioned, uh, you know, haven't really played anybody great and beaten them. Um, you know, I think they were hanging their hat on that Packers win, but we've seen what the Packers have looked <laughs> like this year. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, uh, you know, Cardinals, they gave up points last week, Adam, but uh, I think part of that was they just jumped out such a big lead right before half with those two pick sixes that they were just, you know, okay playing kind of a shell defense uh, second half of that game and, up and you know, okay giving up a few points. That game wasn't as close as it ultimately looked uh, in the end. So, uh, yeah, I think the Cardinals have been playing a little bit better and, um, you know, I think getting uh, Hopkins back is a big boon to the sales. It looks like James Conner is going to be able to go in this one as well. So we'll see um, if uh, if that makes a difference as well. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll go Cardinals here. I just like that they're getting the three and a half points. Um, ultimately, I expect a close game. I, I don't see this Vikings team beating the hell out of anybody uh, these days. So, uh, you know, give me a team getting three and a half points. Yeah, I was leaning on the Cardinals, and Adam, I think you convinced me to be confident in the Cardinals here. Uh, three and a half points, you know. 
I, I, it just seems like worst case, Cardinals are going to at least stay within a field goal in this. And I've been saying this all year that the Vikings are just not as good as how how the, the results they've been getting. Um, they they just haven't looked that good. Uh, they but they've still been getting results. So um, I'll I'll take the points for the Cardinals. They they definitely look like they they turned a corner over. Um, this last week uh, against the Saints, especially with D Hop back, you know, it, it it seems like everything's looking up for the Cardinals. So I'll I'll take them three and a half. Yeah, the only concern thing is Vikings coming off the bye. But yep, Vikings coming off the bye. Uh, that's what I was a little concerned about before, but uh, you know, Cardinals have had a long time to to this game. I mean, not clearly not as much as the Vikings, but you know, they've had they've got many byes, so. All right, uh, next up, guys, we've got the Raiders taking on the Saints. This game is in New Orleans where the Saints are two-point underdogs. Uh, over-under in this one set at 49-and-a-half. Um, I like the Raiders in this one. Um, you know, for me, uh, they've looked much better the last couple weeks. Um, when we talked about the Raiders earlier on in the season, uh, it seemed like the big thing that was holding them back was just uh, their inability to really get their run game going. Uh, but, uh, you know, as of late, uh, Josh Jacobs has kind of returned to uh, 2018 form, um, which is great for him. Obviously, he's playing for uh, a contract as well. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if they've got the running game going and they can work play action off of that with, uh, you know, weapons like Waller, uh, Adams, and Renfro in the passing game, um, you know, this offense can really click and, uh, you know, I think the Saints, at the end of the day, we've seen some good things, but I don't. I just don't know how much you can rely on big plays out of you know these Taysom Hill like gadget plays to really keep you in games in the NFL. I think eventually, um, you know, teams kind of pick up on that and they can they can learn to game plan against it. But I'm just I'm not seeing enough out of the Saints as a conventional offense to tell me that they can hang with the Raiders in this one. Um, I, I, I just think uh, the quarterback woes, I don't think it matters whether it's Dalton or Jameis. I know right now it looks like Jameis is going. Um, I heard reports that Andy Dalton's expected to start. Yep. Okay, all right. Um, so, it, you know, even still, it, it really doesn't matter for me. That probably actually makes me feel better about it. Um, I, I like the Raiders here. I, it's one of my confident picks. I, I think they were able to go into uh, New Orleans and really take care of business here. So give me the Raiders. You know, I'm not confident in it, but I am kind of side with the Saints in this one. Um, you know, Raiders, uh, they seem to be, to me, just trending down a little bit. I mean, I, I know they're able to get back on the right track this last week, but, you know, they, they just traded away a defensive tackle. Uh, Jonathan Hankins this past week uh, to the Cowboys, um, you know, might be a little hurt. They're already bad defense, and then, I just saw today that a bunch of guys, including Devontae Adams, did not practice today because of an illness. So, I mean, I would expect maybe they'd be ready to go by Sunday, but that's not not great for them. Um, but for the Saints, I mean, I, I know you mentioned a couple when we we're talking about the Cardinals, about Andy Dalton's a couple pick sixes he threw. Um, I, I think he could be uh, do just enough against this Raiders defense to – keep the Saints moving and keeping a 
keeping them in this game. You know, uh, the Saints are at home. That that seems like a whole different kind of advantage for Saints in general. Uh, that that home crowd just really gets going for them. So I'm gonna lean on the Saints. I just can't don't feel confident in this Raiders team whatsoever. Yeah, there's a there's a handful of lines this week where the home team is barely uh, dogs, and a lot of these games I, I don't have a good feel for, and this is one of them. I, I'm, I'm going to lean with the, the home dogs in these situations where it's sort of a 50-50 for me. I'm going to lean the Saints here. Um, I, I think both these teams are pretty similar. Um, you know, they're, they're underperforming teams based on uh, expectations going in. I think we expected both out of both defenses, and both defenses have really underperformed. Um, and, and both teams have sort of lost games where they were in in in, in competition and could easily won it. Um, so I, I yeah I don't really have a good feel for this game. I'm gonna take the Saints. Um, yeah I I I don't have a lot to say on this one. Uh, yeah I think maybe. Kamara has been looking better and better each week going in. Hopefully he, he gets going a little bit, and uh, I think the defense might make one or two more plays than the Raiders. All right, next game up, guys. We've got the Dolphins taking on the Lions in Detroit. Lions are three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home here um, with the over-under set at 51-and-a-half, the highest over-under of the week. Um Obviously, the Dolphins got the uh, big Sunday night football win on uh, Sunday night. And, uh, you know, this Lions team had a bit of a disappointing outing against the Cowboys where the defense shut them down. Um, guys, um, I'll, I'll have Robbie kick this one off. What are your, what's your thoughts here? Um, I like the Dol- or not the Dolphins. I like the Lions in this one uh, getting three and a half points. Um, and I feel pretty confident about that. Um, you know, the- Man, if but if this ends up being a game another week where Amon Ra and DeAndre Swift are not playing for the Lions, I I don't know. Uh, I've been expecting them both to come back. I mean, Amon Ra played last week, but was taken out pretty early in the game with a concussion. Uh, Lions were actually seemed like they were doing pretty solid against a very good Cowboys team up until that point. Then they just couldn't get anything going at all on offense. Um, so I, you know, it, it does seem like um, Amonra is going to be able to beat concussion protocol before Sunday. Uh, that's what the expectations are. Swift is back practicing right now, uh, which is a good sign for the Lions. And you know, one of the big things I I have noticed, you know, not only the last two weeks they've been, you know, they they haven't put as much points as they have to start this uh, season. Um, but Cowboys and Patriots are. W- two of the best teams at getting pressure to the quarterback. Um, in fact, Cowboys number one and Patriots are number three in that regard. Um, and, you know, it, they've, Lions, they've, in the previous games before, they've been doing well, um, you know, um, e- even against teams like the Eagles and Commanders who have the sixth and seventh best. Um, I, I think if golf can just get some time in the pocket, they could be able to get that, um, that offense moving, um, you know, that, uh, just looking it up through their, so far this season, the Lions, the teams they've played are, have averaged, uh, pressure on, uh, 25.8% of plays. 
Dolphins, on the other hand, um, they are one of the worst at the lead. They're 29th with only 15.5% pressure on uh, pass plays. So, um, you know, this this is going to be a lot easier for Goff. You know, he could take the snap. He could take a nap. He could do some taxes, you know, then still have time to be able to throw a ball. Um, so I, I think that's going to be good for this Lions offense. That, that's one of the big keys to the, the Lions staying in this. Um, and, you know, Dolphins, uh, Tua coming back, he didn't, he didn't look great um, the first time back against the Steelers, but I expect him to do, start doing a little better than that. Um, so, um, you know, I, I think the Lions could keep it within one score here. Um, I guess another point, Dolphins uh, safety, uh, Byron Jones out for the year with a torn ACL, so that doesn't help the Dolphins' defensive cause. So give me the Lions three and a half points on this one. Yeah, this is another one. Man, I'm, I don't have a great feel. I'm, I think I'm going to lean Lions here, getting the points at home. Um, You know, last week in Sunday night matchup, Dolphins, I think, scored on their first three possessions, but then I think the Steelers realized that, you know, they were just trying to get the ball out quick and limit the amount of hits that Tua took understood understandably, and they, they really struggled after that. I think, uh, you know, Steelers covered up everything close and uh, adjusted. I hope this week that, that that's not going to be the case, and, and I don't think it will be just because the Lions' pass rush is not good at all, and I think Tua will have time in the pocket to make some of the deep throws uh, that he really succeeded with so far this year. Um, and I, I see the same thing for the, uh, the Lions as well. So I, I, I'm going to take the Lions. I think this one, it's the highest line of the week, but I wouldn't be surprised if that line goes over 51 and a half. I, I think there's going to be a lot of big plays in this game and uh, looking forward to it. But I'm just going to take the team, uh, the home team, with the points in this matchup. Yeah, I think for me, Swift is kind of the deciding factor. Um, if Swift is going to play, then maybe I switch over to the Lions. But um, I think as it stands right now, I'm going to go Dolphins minus three and a half. Um, last week with that Steelers game, um, I think a couple of us were on the Steelers, and it was specifically because we thought the Dolphins might kind of tone down the offense a little bit just to kind of ease Tua back into it. And, yeah, Adam, I think you're right. I, that's definitely what happened last week. Um, but I, I think with a full week of practice now, um, I think it'll be uh, all signs go here for this uh, this Dolphins offense. This is a team built for fast track. Um, there's skilled players like Mostert, uh, Waddle, and, of course, Hill. Um, I, I think, you know, Dolphins are going to have no issue spreading the ball out here. Um and if, if two is a full go, like like he says he is, I, I think that uh, we'll kind of see a return to uh, what we saw in the Dolphins the first few weeks of the season. We all know about the um, the Lions' defensive woes, um, so I, I don't see anything getting in the way of, you know, at times what can be one of the more potent offenses, at least based on talent, uh, in the NFL. So give me the uh, Dolphins here with the three and a half. All right, next up, guys, um, we've got the Patriots taking on the Jets. Uh, Jets are one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home here, over-under set at 40-and-a-half. Um, I'm going to go with the Patriots here. Uh, early indications are Mac Jones is going to start this game. Who knows? 
if that's uh, for 10 plays or if that's for the entire game. Um, I just think for me, this, this feels like, uh, you know, eventually I think the Jets are, I, th- I think they've got to lose a game because um, what I'm seeing on the field, you know, granted it's, it's decent football, but it's not like there's some premier um, powerhouse team. Um, and so I do think they have a letdown game in them. Um, not sure if it's here, but um, what should be a motivated Patriots team uh, after a tough loss, even if they're on a bit of a short week here, I think Bill Belichick dials up the right buttons to get this team fired up and ready to play uh, for a division rival. So uh, I'll take the Pats here, uh, minus one and a half on the road. Yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning the same way as you are in that kind of thinking. Um, you know, also kind of swaying me a little bit is, uh, you know, those ACL injuries that we mentioned earlier about the Jets' uh, offense, which is going to definitely hamper them a little bit. Um, but, you know, kind of along, along those lines, you know, I think um, – you know, both these offenses might struggle a bit. Both these defenses have been playing really good football. So I think both defenses are going to shine in this matchup here at 40 and a half. It does not seem like a, a lot compared to what these defenses could do. And I really like this under here. Um, so I'm going to take the under in this one. Um, again, I, I think both these defenses are going to come to play. Yeah, uh, this is going to be my theme for the week, the betting the home teams that are barely – Barely dogs. I'm gonna take the Jets here, getting a point and a half. Um, it's hard to, yeah. This is this is a tough one. It's hard to fade the Jets with how well they're playing team football, but you know they're a different team without uh, Brees Hall. He, he was he's been dynamic all year. He's been their one guy that you know they can count on for big plays, um, and and they're gonna miss him. I don't know if James Robinson's gonna be ready to play this week. Um, uh, but I, I sort of hope they go back to what they were with Flacco the first couple of games where they were sort of getting the ball out to um, Garrett Wilson and, and some of their playmakers on the outside. I think if they could sort of switch up identities on offense and keep the same level of intensity on defense, I, th- I think they can get the, the win here. I, I, I'm also banking on uh, the home crowd here. I, this is this is probably the biggest Jets home game against the Patriots and decade Rex, or more Rex Ryan. yeah yeah uh so they're gonna be fired up and especially with how bad the Patriots looked on Monday um getting them on a short week with a banged up quarterback and a quarterback controversy um yeah I, I, I I'm gonna lean to Jets here man just thinking about that Garrett Wilson thing I I can't remember exactly what it was but I saw something um earlier this week where it basically was saying like Garrett Wilson was like one of the most open receivers in the league. And one of the worst is Corey Davis. Yet somehow all the balls go to Corey Davis and not sure why. Um, I, I, yeah. It's just mind blowing. You got so many targets the first two weeks and it's just evaporated. It's yeah. I don't, I think there's a bounce back game in, in there. All right, guys, next game up, we've got the Steelers taking on the Eagles, the Battle of Pennsylvania. Eagles are 10.5-point home favorites in this one, and uh, the over-under is set at 43. Um, Robbie, why don't you lead this one off? Yeah, this this one, I think, I'm going to lean on the Eagles here at home. Um, you know, they've just been such a lights-out team so far this year. Um, you know, they 
just just acquired Robert Quinn too. Um, we'll see how much action he actually gets on Sunday, but you know that's gonna boost this offense or defense a little bit. Um, you know, I, I can see both defenses coming out to play, which makes the ten and a half a little more scary. But at the same time, you know, the Steelers' defense hasn't been one of the top in the league. So, and this Eagles' offense has just been so good and so fluid that. Um, you know, I could see them just running over all over them. So I'm going to stay off this. This 10.5, it's a little too big of a number, so it's kind of scaring me off. But I will side with the Eagles here. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Eagles as well. Um, you know, I just think uh, they've, they've shown that they're one of the premier offenses in the league. Steelers still kind of struggling uh, to find their offensive identity. Um you know, obviously, Eagles uh, kind of had the, the long layoff here, so uh, I, I think they'll come out ready to play. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if Robert Quinn's going to be able to make an immediate impact, but overall, uh, you know, should help this defense. Um, you know, especially that defensive line rotation for the Eagles. So um, definitely a better team for making that trade. But in this game, I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make. I know laying the ten and a half is kind of a lot, but. Um, you know, we haven't really seen anybody come up with a great answer to this Eagles offense yet. Um, even when they went up against the Cowboys, uh, you know, they, they gave that Cowboys defense trouble and had them uh, gassed by the end of that game. So um, I, I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to match up here. Uh, I'll take the Eagles with the 10.5. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, I haven't really been impressed with Kenny Pickett so far this year. Um and, you know, he's, he's seemed to really struggle uh, with turnovers against some of the better defenses in the league, and, and I, I definitely see that being the case in this matchup. Um, ten, and a point, ten and a half points is a lot, but like you guys mentioned, I, you know, the Steelers' defense is pretty good, and they've been playing better of late, but um, I don't know if the juggernaut is, of the Eagles is uh, is enough for, you know, them to cover this, this big line with a questionable quarterback play. So I'm going to take the Eagles. Um, probably not going to bet it, but, um, yeah, I'm going I'm to side with, side with the birds. All right, guys, next game up, we've got uh, AFC South matchup. It's the Titans taking on the Texans. Texans are two-point underdogs at home. Uh, Over-under in this one set at 40-and-a-half. Texans coming off of a tough loss in Las Vegas. And the Titans got a big win against the Colts last week. Um Adam, why don't you start this one off? Yeah, I like the Titans here a lot. Um, you know, I, I this this line's a little fishy to me. The Titans have been a pretty hot team. They've won their last four in a row. Um, I and from what we saw from the Texans coming off the bye last week, you know, I, I expected a little bit more again for them against the uh, the Raiders. Um, yeah, I, I think the Texans should be getting uh, more than two points, and you know, I. I don't think right now the way uh, the way they're playing and just how the season's going, they're going to have a huge home field advantage in Houston. Um, and they really, really struggled against the run last week against uh, Josh Jacobs. So I think Derrick Henry, they can just lean on him and you know just run play action for Tannehill, and that's enough to um, you know beat this Texans defense to cover this line. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Titans here. Uh, I agree, the lines seem fishy, but uh, the thing that sticks out for me um, was just how Josh Jacobs ran all over him, so Derrick Henry should be able to get that going. Um, 
I, you know, I, I kind of thought Texans would be favored by more here, but uh, uh, then again, I, I thought the same exact thing last week against the Colts, and we were right on that. So, um, I don't know. Titans seem to be playing good ball. That defense has improved over the last season. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to keep riding the Titans here. Uh, one of my confident picks. Yeah, uh, you know, some I I totally agree. Something does really feel fishy about this line. Um, I mean, the Titans, uh, at least defensively, one of their strengths has been uh, more in the run game, uh, stopping the run as opposed to their secondary. And Texans, you know, they're kind of their receivers have been beat up. So you know, you you guys maybe convince me. Maybe I'm gonna jump on the Titans with you. Uh, feel pretty good about it. Um, yeah, they, they, they've they been good, um, and Houston hasn't really been able to stop anybody, so Derrick Henry should be able to have a game where he feasts. So, um, yeah, give me the Texans minus two. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the Niners taking on the Rams. This game is in Los Angeles where the Rams are one-and-a-half-point underdogs. Over-under in this one, 43-and-a-half. Um Robbie, start this one off. Yeah, so we're going to probably get a uh, first full game of Christian McCaffrey for the Niners. Um, you know, that's that's definitely uh, what everybody's going to be looking forward to. I, I think you might be seeing the Rams keen in on him in this game too. Um, and, uh, you, you know, not, this Rams team hasn't been very impressive with me. Um, you know, they've been pretty mediocre it, um, I, I haven't been really convinced that they're a great team this whole year. Um, and, you know, I can't remember, you know, I mentioned this stat a couple weeks ago. I can't remember exactly what it was, but Niners coming off a loss. Now they're coming off two in a row. Um, but coming off a loss it, with Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan has just been really good. But, I mean, it's maybe not the worst thing losing to Pat Mahomes, especially how he's been tearing it up this year. Um, that offense has been surprisingly just on fire. Um, but, you know, you, you just can't stop Mahomes. So, But uh, 49ers are looking to get Eric Armstead back this week, which is going to be a huge boost to this run game. Rams, you know, they are only, only have Daryl Henderson, who's now popped up on the injury report too. So I don't even know what are they going to just be cooking out Sony Michelle? I I don't think they're going to be getting a whole lot going to anybody other than a man named Cooper Cup. So I think the Niners are going to be able to take care of business here and get a win back. So that I am going to make the Niners my lock of the week. But it's a lock. No. Yeah, I like the Niners here as well, Robbie. Uh, I'll make them a confident pick. They've been kind of on the verge for me. Uh, and you're right, when I saw this line, uh, the first thing I thought of was uh, that Kyle Shanahan, after a loss that you broke out a couple weeks ago, and uh, uh, that week the Niners burned me. So uh, this week I'm going to try it your way. Uh, BK, have it your way, and see if I can get uh, <laughs> that Kyle Shanahan magic to uh, to win me a bet. But, uh, yeah, you know, you said it. Uh, Niners definitely, they've got the skill players. Um Frankly, two struggling quarterbacks in this one. Uh, only difference is uh, Stafford's coming off a little bit more rest to get ready for it. Um, but uh, overall, I think, you know, Niners just have the skill player advantage. 
They've got the um, defense advantage, in my opinion. Um, I, I just think uh, and they're going to have basically home field advantage, too. Uh, Niners fans own uh, the stadium anytime these two teams play. Uh, so, really, uh, to be getting at one and a half, I like that. I'll take the Niners here. Yeah, uh, you guys make a lot of good points. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to take the, the Rams here at home, getting a one and a half. Um, I, I just think that there isn't a team in the league that needed a buy more than the Rams with their long Super Bowl run. Uh, Stafford's elbow, some of the injuries they've had. Um, they really needed it to figure out um, sort of how to get their offense back up and running as it was last year. Um and I, I, I'm just, con- I know they're getting a couple of people back, but I'm, I'm concerned about this 49ers defense. It's two state, two straight weeks. They have this been absolutely um, obliterated, um, you know, and it hasn't been too fancy of uh, offensive schemes. I, I, they're just getting beat. They don't have the, the players, and you know, th- I think they'll figure it out as, as they get healthier and healthier. But in this matchup, I think it's just a really good time for the Rams to be playing the 49ers at home and uh you know quite frankly both these teams need this game but uh i, I think the Rams come in here and they're coming into this matchup and sneak one out i expect it to be pretty close all right guys next game up uh perhaps my marquee matchup of the week uh it's the new york giants taking on the seattle seahawks and i guarantee you nobody thought the, this game <laughs> nope. had a right to be flexed to sunday night football uh, coming into the season but uh yet two of uh two of the better teams in the league right now at least record wise um giants are uh as i said heading into seattle where seahawks are three point favorites and uh, the over under in this one is uh at 45 uh adams reporting that we're going to have some drizzle in this one uh, so we'll see if that affects it. It sounds uh, about on uh, par for Seattle. Uh, but, guys, for me, I'm, I'm going to take the Giants here. Um, I just think, uh, you know, I, I like the team getting the points in this one. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it will be a good team, uh, good game. Uh, kind of tipping factor for me is, uh, you know, DK Metcalf injury. Um yeah, that's that's obviously a big concern for the Seahawks. Giants coming in, uh, you know, Saquon's been nursing that shoulder, but otherwise, you know, he's been able to fight through it. Um, I just think that they're going to be able to establish the run in this one. Um, I think both both teams are going to really try to establish the run in this game. Obviously, uh, uh, Walker uh, for Seattle has really uh, come on strong the last few weeks, and he looks to be uh, a pretty good pick for them as well. So. Uh, could be a uh, marquee matchup in terms of the running backs, but uh, I, I just I'm expecting a close game, and um, I just like the team getting the three points here. Uh, should be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, this, I was really looking forward to seeing what this line would be because I think in the last couple of weeks Vegas hasn't fully bought into both these teams being being real. Um, and here they are in a matchup, and they throw up the minus three team, indicating that these are you know, too, too fair, uh, too even opponents. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks here. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't feel super great about it, um, but I, they're going to be turned up for this game uh, I, with the home field advantage. Um, I think this, this Seattle team is 
I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. I, they're, they're offensively, they're as talented as any team in the league. Um, the concern going into the year was quarterback and offensive line, and you know we're almost halfway through the year, and they have one of the better offensive lines in the league. And you know, Geno Smith is playing like a Pro Bowler right now. Um, I, I think that they just have a little bit more firepower on the offensive side than the, the Giants do. Um, my concern is, you know, they make a couple mistakes and Giants are going to feast on them and might end up pulling it out. So uh, if Geno can limit limit any turnovers um, and the defense is Seahawks defense steadily getting better each and every week, um, I expect them to win and cover. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if Giants can force a couple turnovers and mistakes, capitalize and come, come out with another win here. I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think this is the game I'm looking forward to watching the most. Yeah, definitely. Um, not wasn't expecting this to be the game I was looking forward to the most in Week Eight, but here we are. Um, but yeah, like you said, this I think this is a perfect line for these two teams. You know, they seem very evenly matched. Um, I guess the big concern on the Seattle side would be DK Metcalf. Have you guys heard anything definitive? Because I've been he- seeing a bunch of vague things. As opposed to Zeke, I don't think DK is playing. I don't think he's I don't playing. think he's playing either. I, I, I feel like I know he's we a have, couple week injury for whatever. Yeah, I know we have down Drizzle, but it might be a lot of Will Drizzly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well done. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with the Giants here. I'm gonna not only take the points in this matchup between two teams that I think are even, but um, you know the Giants have just been so good in the fourth quarter that um, you know I could see this game being close the whole way, and then Danny Dimes just doing his thing in the fourth quarter and taking over and securing the win. Um, what the Giants have been doing to secure these wins has just been great football. So uh, I'm going to side with them, but this is not a game I'm going to be betting. Uh, I'll tell you that one. All right, guys, next one up. This is a game I will be betting. Uh, It's the (laughs) Washington football team taking on the Colts. Uh, Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home here, over-under set at 40. Uh, Big news here is uh, Sam Ellinger in at quarterback for Matt Ryan. Um, Matt Ryan being benched for the remainder of the season is the report out of Indianapolis from Frank Reich. And uh, the team, uh, starting uh, Taylor Heineke again, uh, they looked a lot better with him under center last week. And, uh, you know, they've, uh, they've always been gamey every time he's, uh, he's under center for them. So uh, I really like the team here this week. I was kind of surprised to see that they were getting – they were actually three uh, plus three on Monday, and I nabbed them at that because I thought it stood out. Um, I, I I like them getting the two and a half here still. Um, you know, sometimes in the NFL, I, this is just going to be my disclaimer on this. Sometimes you get burned with the unknown, um, whether it's a backup quarterback coming in. Um, similarly, like last week uh, with Heineke coming in against the Packers, right? Like that was one um, where. You know, you, you got burned by the unknown with Heineke a little bit. So Ellinger could come out here and, and look great. I'm, I'm not convinced that's going to be the case. Um, you know, the Colts haven't really been able to run the ball as effectively as they have been the last few seasons. Um, 
And and I think that's also a contributing factor to some of their offensive woes. I don't think it's a hundred percent on Matt Ryan, but um, you know Sam Ellinger, not exactly some standout uh, prospect. You know, was okay at Texas, but never once did I thought he was. Uh, in watching him play, I watched a decent amount of Texas. Never thought he was going to be, uh, you know, some up and coming great quarterback. So I, I don't know if this is necessarily the long term answer for the Colts. Um, long-winded here, guys, but uh, I like the team here getting the points. I, I kind of think the team are going to win this one outright. Yeah, yeah kind of jumping in on the um, fear of the unknown. I mean, I've, I think we talked about it briefly in our like uh, side chat um, when we saw that Heineke was going to be starting and was like, uh, this might be actually better for the yep. team than having Carson Wentz in there. And it turns out it was, um, you know, you know, where he he's just such a gamer. You know, he he's just able to keep keep his team in games, and you know, I really like that about him. And so, you know, I feel very comfortable uh, late on a Taylor Heineke led Commanders team. And uh, yeah, I I like you said, Evan. The the biggest thing I'm scared of is this unknown right here, unknown at quarterback. But I I am expecting this to be an improvement over what we've seen from Matt Ryan for sure. I mean, he was not looking great at all. But I'm still going to take the team um, with two and a half points. Uh, I really think the team could even win this game right here. Yeah, I'm going to take the team money line. Um, I think we've the last three years, like whenever the team have made the switch to Heineke, they, they get this like boost for a couple weeks, two or three weeks where a little bit of life in the team. And I, I think they carry that on to this matchup versus a team that has the opposite vibes um, with the QB change in, in Indy. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not too concerned with the QB change to Ellinger. Um, Evan, you said it, that this offensive line has problems that um, I don't think he's going to fix. Um, but, you know, I, I, on the other side, I think we've seen now two straight games of this team defense, you know, looking good, actually, after two and a half years of disappointing. Um, so I, 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 I think that they can come in and sort of capitalize on a rookie quarterback making his first ever start. And, yeah, I, this, I feel like this line should be closer to a pick So give me the, the team money line. Yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of actually just – more thinking about the team is that uh, now that they got Brian Robinson back, I, I think they're using their running backs correctly. They've got using him for the first two downs, and then Antonio Gibson has been looking really good in space, and that's how they need to use him. And I, I think this team offense has been looking a lot better with that combo. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, well, it's going to kind of depend on uh, if – I think if the team can get up early and kind of force the Colts to be kind of looking more to stretch the field, uh, I think that's going to put them in a position for success. But um, if it's, you know, if you're allowing the Colts to really just operate out of play action and, and run the ball, uh, then I think, uh, I think the team might, might be in trouble. But, uh, for, you know, for now, I, I like the team getting the points. Uh, next game up, guys. Uh, Sunday night football. We've got the Packers heading into Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills are ten and a half point favorites in this one, with the over under set at forty seven and a half. Um, I like the uh, I like the Packers in here, and I like the under in this game, uh, and they're kind of for the same reason. Um, I just think the Packers defense uh, 
is going to uh, step up in this game and and uh, you know pry it on the line, uh, you know really try to keep them in this. And uh, you know Rogers, Rogers in that offense, they need to dial up something. Seems like teams kind of caught on to their run scheme a little bit here last three or four weeks. So looking to Lafleur to kind of shake things up and maybe uh, uh, you know scheme up a, a little bit different uh, type of uh, offensive game plan for this one. But uh, yeah, I just think this Packers defense it's still a pretty strong unit. They've just been on the field a lot lately, uh, and I think that's part of the reason they're they're struggling of late. Um, but uh, you know, I, I don't I don't love love the, I think the Bills win this one, um, but the ten and a half points just seems a bit too much. Uh, but what I do think is that uh, the forty seven and a half is is really a bit high. I just expect this Packers defense to be able to contain. Uh, the Buffalo offense a bit and uh, you know we've seen that this Packers offense has really struggled to get in the end zone so um, I think this could be a little bit more low scoring than people initially think yeah I'm with you I'm also on the pack Um, surprisingly the Packers have had the best pass defense in the league um, and I think it's a pretty good matchup going going up against the Bills Um, yeah I you know I, I think Teams like the Packers, when they're struggling like this, sort of need a kick in the ass, and I, I, they've definitely gotten that to this point. And, um, you know, sometimes you need to face the best to sort of figure out where you're at, and I think you're going to see the best effort out of the Packers that you've seen all year in this game. Uh, I said it last week that this team, for whatever reason, seems flat in every one of their games. Um, you know, I, I don't think that's going to happen in this matchup, and I, I, I think they keep it closer than this line indicates. So give me the... Give me the pack getting ten and a half on the road. Yeah, I I, I like the under too. Um, you know, one one big injury I noticed. Uh, Tredavious White is out for this Sunday already. Um, but uh, you know, on the Packers side of the ball, uh, you've got uh, Lazard dealing with the shoulder injury. You got Rogers still dealing with his thumb injury, which he hasn't really looked the same with. Um, and Elgin Jenkins is dealing with a knee injury, so I'm not seeing a whole lot of production coming out of this Packers offense. That you know, Tre'Davious White sitting is going to really be a huge factor. Um, so I'm I'm with you in the under here. Packers secondary also has been very good um, and could maybe limit this Bills team a little bit. But you know, I I could see this Bills team running away with it um, by more than double digits here. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm going to side with the Bills. I'm not going to take it, but I do like that under in this game. I, I think this is going to be an underwhelming Packers offense uh, su- come Sunday night, and I, I think the Bills are going to just do what they need to do to get the win. All right, guys, Monday Night Football, it's an AFC North battle. It is the Bengals taking on the Browns. Browns, three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 47. Um I'm gonna lean the Browns here, guys. Uh, you know, they've uh, they've they kind of like the Bears, where they're they're in most of these games. They don't often get their their butts whooped out there. Um, and I think in a division game, they're gonna be able to keep this one close. Uh, I think they're gonna try and control the the uh, clock as much as they can with Chubb and and Hunt. That's been their game plan thus far. I don't expect that to change. Um, you know, we've seen the Bengals struggle at times, especially when they come up against good defenses. I think that could be the case here. 
uh, where they're not exactly lighting it up uh, like they were able to last week against the Falcons, uh, especially on the road. So uh, I like the Browns. I'm not so sure they'll win, but I expect them to keep it close. So uh, I like them getting the three and a half. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna side with you or, or side with the Browns too. Um, kind of similar reasons. Yeah, the Browns have just been staying in the in games. Um, you know they've been able to do what they need to do, and you know being at home, I th- I think uh, is gonna be, uh, you know I think that's gonna help them. But you know it's it's tough for me because the Bengals. It seems like they're starting to come into form on both sides of the ball here, of late. So. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bengals win by a touchdown or so, but, um, you know, I've got to expect this game to stay close here in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I actually like the Browns to win outright in this matchup. Um, I think it's a good matchup for the Browns. Um, you know, I, I think they'll be able to run the ball uh, against this Bengals front that's been okay against the run, but I think, I think defensively, um, they have the pass rush to um, at least to get to Joe Burrow. It's pretty much it's 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 clear as day with the Bengals this year. They face a team with a good pass rush that the offense struggles, and if they don't, they can tear them up at will. Um, I don't think they'll be able to do that to this Browns defense. Um, although their secondary hasn't been playing great of late, um, but yeah, I, I just think that um, the Browns are a team interdivision at home. This is a primetime matchup. They'll be turned up, and I. I think they're better up front on both uh, offensive and defensive lines. So uh, for for that scenario to be getting three and a half points at home, uh, I definitely like that. But I also like sprinkling a little bit on the money line as well. All right, guys. Well, um, we've got to uh, we've got to figure out our parlay here. While you're mulling that over, I'll do a quick recap of the lead pipe locks. So we've got the Bucks money line uh, is Adams on Thursday Night Football. Robbie, you've got 49ers on the road. I put that in quotations as they head to L.A. Um, you've got the 49ers minus one and a half against the Rams. And then uh, I've got the Falcons-Panthers over 42. Um, as for the podcast parlay, we try to keep it going with two in a row here. Um... Titans are in play, I'd say. Team Browns, I'd be fine with. Cardinals uh, and the Falcons, those are the ones we all agree on. Uh, what stands out? You want to roll back Titans I, minus two and a half since that's what we did last time? Yeah, you know, we, we all thought alt. that line was fishy, so let's let's run with it. Okay. Take the bait. Um, Is that two why right two and now? a half? I don't know, because two. that's what we did last time. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Last week it was two and a half, so <laughs> uh, I'll keep it rolling. But two, two is fine. Yeah. Okay. Tight. Whatever. Um, I'm I'm good with that. I definitely not, uh, especially after last week. I'm up for revenge against the Texans. Um, <laughs> Cardinals. I feel pretty good about that one. There's a lot of volatility with the team. I, I mean, I like it, but. I, uh, it's hard. To, there's something in the yeah. back of my mind. It's just that unknown. I'm like that could. I could see us get. Yeah, I'd rather not that. include that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with the Cardinals. What about the Browns? I, I love the Browns. I kind of want yeah. the Browns in there. Getting three and a half, a full field goal at home. Yeah. Interdivision, prime time. I'm okay. Brownie the that. Elf is going to be turning up for that game. 
Would you rather do the Falcons? I, I don't know that I want to. Did we, did we decide on the cards? Or I'd I really, like the I, Cardinals being in there, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd rather do the Browns and the Cardinals, but if those are the top two, I'd, I'd do both. I'm good with the Browns and the Cardinals. So we're doing Browns plus three and a half, Cardinals plus three and a half, and Texans minus two? Titans. Texans, Texans. yeah, Titans, sorry. Titans. Don't want to screw that one up. <laughs> I, I like. Want, that. I don't want that money on Davis Mills. Don't want that smoke. All right, we're locking that in. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode. We'll be back next week. Um, hope everybody has good luck in week eight, and we'll be back for week nine. Until then, take care. <laughs>